Welcome to the BlackburnNews.com Canada Profiles for the riding of London North Centre. We're joined by Carol Dick of the Green Party. Carol, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. Uh, the first question, the Conservatives say that they will continue their $100 a month child benefit plan. The Liberals will be sending bigger checks if they're the next government. The NDP says it will bring in $15 a day daycare. What is the Green Party's plan for addressing child care needs in Canada? Uh, I think that we need to start talking about having a national child care policy and then go from there. It, it actually, there are studies to show that if you put an input of money, let's say you put in one million dollars into child care, you'll get 11 fold back in, in terms of productivity from more women being able to enter the workforce, uh, more men being able to work in the workforce, sort of a, a um, um, it, it will just be more productive. There'll be less wasting of, of resources. But what we need to do first is have a national discussion with all the parties on how we'd like to go, and then start talking with the provinces on how we can can work with the provinces to bring this along. Um, would, would there be anything in your plan to to create more spaces in in the short term? Certainly, yes. Uh, I think we need to have more spaces. And the problem that we have right now is there's too few. Basis and they are too expensive. Uh, this is an issue that I dealt with. I've got two young children, and it, it became very apparent that it was going to cost us money for me to go back to work because it was too expensive to put two young children into childcare. And I have friends as well that, uh, from the time they were pregnant, tried to get their child into childcare, and then they got the call saying, "Well, we've got a spot for you when the child's already two and a half years old." And this is just an, an unacceptable situation. So the Green Party would work towards making more spaces, and this is also good for our economy because if we can start um, having more early childhood educators out there, there's a lot of students that are going out training to be teachers and early childhood educators, but they don't have a job that they can go to, and they, they end up being underemployed. Well, speaking of jobs, uh, London's unemployment rate has, has come down since the, the depths of the recession, but a lot of people in this community still can't find work. And it seems as though you know, the manufacturing sector, which was historically always such a big part of the economy in this region, um, is, is still having its troubles and, and, yeah. and hiring is, is maybe not where we would like it to be. Yes. How would a Green Party government get people in this region, uh, which has been described now in, in some quarters as, as uh, Canada's Rust Belt, yeah. how do we get people working again? Uh, well, I think part of it is, is changing our focus on which manufacturing jobs we go into. And we do have a lot of factories there, and it will take some work to retrofit the factories to deal with uh, production of different uh, products. I do think, uh, obviously, as a Green Party candidate, we should be looking more into emerging technologies and green technologies. But there are some other things we can do, too, and, and I will fully give the credit to this idea to Brona Morgan, who is the candidate for Elkton, Middlesex, London, and that was, you know, we have this, this capacity for building cars and things like that, and we're looking at trying to get a rapid transit program. So why not start looking at uh, building trains and, and buses and things like that nature right here in uh, London? Uh, we have the capacity to do it, and that would create a lot of jobs for people who, who lost them recently. This one's right in, in your wheelhouse as, okay. as the Green Party. Uh, the environment, of course, yes. a big concern of, of Canadians. Uh, we are naturally very concerned about the air we breathe, the water we drink. Mm -hmm. But we are also, it seems, still in love with our cars. Right. And, and we still rely heavily on, on transport trucks to get our, our products to market. Yes. Um, so because of that, 
you know, the oil and gas sector, the extraction of, of oil mm -hmm. from the ground is, is not going to stop anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So how would a Green Party government reconcile uh, this, this, um, you know, this desire for a clean environment with our continued uh, desire for and, and need for uh, the products that the oil and gas sector produces. Right. Well, part of that will involve an actual shift in perceptions of this need. And part of that as well is creating viable options. At the moment, I would say that we have a woeful infrastructure for our public transportation and for bike transport and things like that in the cities. And if it's not viable, if it's not safe, if it's not uh, affordable, people will not do it. And so uh, it's sort of a, a chicken and the egg thing, but we need to make some real changes. So part of the Green Party platform would be to really increase rail travel, but also rail transport. That is a great way to get a lot of trucks off of roads and get a lot of projects moving quickly. Um, in terms of the, the cities, like trying to get people off cars, you can look at a number of cities in Europe that have got a, a point where you, people can get around very easily by using public transportation. That is not the case in London. We have a long way to go. A lot of buses stop at 6 p.m. That's just not viable for people when they have jobs. So really, we have to put in the effort to really uh, build up our infrastructure, and one of the ways we would do that is with the Canadian Infrastructure Bank, build safer roads, but including in that um, better public transportation. And then people will start using that option when they realize that it is actually viable and better than sitting in your car for two hours stuck in a traffic jam. We Canadians have, have become quite cynical, it mm -hmm. seems, about our, our politics and our, yeah. and our politicians. Uh, and because of that, uh, we see voter turnout at, at levels that we certainly would, would rather not see, right. we'd like to see it a lot higher. How do we get that voter turnout percentage higher? How do we get people engaged in the process and, and feeling as though their vote matters right. so that they will go out and cast their vote? Okay, well, the first thing I would say is that we need proportional representation. It is not working right now with the first-past-the-post system that we currently have. A lot of people are very disillusioned by the fact that there was a false majority. And when that happens, you're going to get people that will not vote because they think there's no point with my vote counts for nothing. So if we move towards mixed proportional proportional representation and people really felt that if they vote, it's going to count for something, I think we would see greater voter turnout. Um, the, the other issue with that is really engaging youth. I don't think there, there has been a lot of engagement with youth in terms of, of the government uh, reaching out. And there, we have talked about this in a forum about how the media might be playing part of the, the problem in this and that, you know, the youth often will vote maybe a little bit more to, to the right, I mean the left. And then people will say, well, see, they didn't even know what to do with their vote. So they're sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they vote, they've apparently voted for the wrong person. If they don't vote, well, look, they're just apathetic. And that is no good. So we need to, to stop that and value each person's vote. And that, that's their individual um, their individual right to vote for whom they want to. And the last thing is I, I think we need to uh, see a greater engagement of bringing in our First Nations, Inuit and Métis people to vote. And there's a real movement towards that right now. And that would make for better representation in our government. Last question is about uh, our graying population, as, yes. as it's often called. Uh, Stats Canada reported this week that for the first time in Canada's history, there are more people over the age of 65 than there are under the age of 15. Right. We look at that aging population and the first thing that comes to mind is, oh my gosh, 
the health care bills. Right, yes. And we're going to have fewer people paying those bills mm -hmm. because there are you know, fewer, fewer young people who are going to be getting into the workforce. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do we find the money to pay for this aging population's care, which they're going to need and which mm -hmm. they deserve, mm -hmm. uh, how are we going to pay that bill when there are fewer people putting money into the pot? Right. Well, one of the things, if I was just to take a part of that, um, is the Green Party's plan to have a pharmacare plan. And that will bring in huge savings for Canadians and will bring in, in huge savings for individual people, so for the government and for people. Uh, I think it is valued at um, $11 billion, it might be million. Um, so that would be a huge step because medication is definitely an issue and there's a lot of, particularly seniors, that are in, in a situation of poverty. They, they're not getting a lot from their pensions and they can't afford their medications. When that happens, you're going to have more health problems and it's really going to snowball um, having uh, more seniors taking up spaces in emergency rooms. And this is another thing that we want to work towards is more aging at home or having more long-term care facilities so that you don't have as many seniors that are, are suffering from a, a variety of health issues in the emergency rooms. And this takes up a lot of resources and it costs a lot of money. It is much cheaper to have uh, long-term care beds or facilities at home or, or home nurses. So those are just a few ways we could sort of cut costs. Um, other than that, it might mean that we're going to have to start shifting around our priorities to make sure that we can take care of our senior citizens. Carol, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate it. And thank best you. of luck on the campaign. Thank you.